What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Dream a Little. I'm your host, Lo. Today, we're talking with Matt about how he was able to successfully introduce EBDL to a partner, and everything went great, which sounds kind of like a dream come true. I mean, I think as ABDLs, we all want to be accepted and to have a partner who participates in our kink, but what happens if your partner loves your kink, but you find you're missing that connection on a vanilla level? What's more important, and is that kind of relationship sustainable? We're going to be discussing all that and more in today's episode. If you like this episode and you want to reach out to Matt, you can find his contact info in the show notes of this episode at thelittlelounge.com slash 158. On that same page, you'll find a video of my latest Nurturing Mommy roleplay. So if you'd like a little bit of help getting into a little space or you want to experience what it's like to have me as a mommy, be sure to check it out. Again, that's thelittlelounge.com slash 158. This is part one of the episode, so stay tuned for part two coming next week. All right, I won't make you wait any longer. Let's get started. What's up, Matt? Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good today. How are you doing? Awesome. I am fantastic. Thank you. Awesome. So can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what you identify as? Yeah. Um, so I am in my 20s. Um, I don't know if you can tell from the accent, but from uh, the UK. I had a hint, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I identify as a uh, switch and uh, ABN deal, really. Okay, cool. So how long have you been into this? It's a bit of a strange one, that. Like, it's slowly grown, but I mean, it's like slowly and progressively grown the AB and the DL side since, like, as far as I can remember, since childhood. I mean, my parents literally had to bribe me to get me out of nappies. I think Smarties is what they were using. But yeah, as a kid, like, looking back, I was, like, they literally had to bribe me to get out of them. And I don't know whether that's what's almost led to the whole ABDL now or not, but yeah. Do you remember that or do you just know that because of the stories that they've told you? I distinctly remember that. I think it was, I might have been maybe four or five. I think I might have been about five at the time. I have this one really vivid memory of sitting on the, on the party um, and my one of my parents coming in with a uh, little box of Smarties <laughs> because I'd I'd used it and that, that was literally the only reason why I'd gone to the bathroom. It was because I wanted Smarties. You know, whatever works. I mean, I mean, you still wanted the diapers, but you also wanted the candy. So, yeah, but yeah, that's that's like my earliest earliest memory of that. And I, I mean, I guess it worked for a little while. Do you think that was also your earliest memory, just from your life in general? Uh, no, no. My earliest memory was a dog jumping on me when I was a little bit younger. You got a good memory. Dang. <laughs> I don't remember anything from that time. I mean, I could I could have dreamt it. You never know, but I feel like that was a memory. So, okay, so you've always <laughs> had this attraction to kind of the ABDL side of things, and um, did you ever actually act on those when you were younger? Like, when's the first time you actually went to the store and you know bought something that was kink related? Oh, I must have been. I feel like maybe around fourteen or fifteen at the time. I mean, when I got into it, uh, I remember it was it was on my my DS, like my Nintendo DS on the internet browser, because I was too scared to use a mobile browser or anything at the time, and it was just like browsing through the web was was how I got into it. And then it must have been at about fourteen or fifteen, I think, when I bought my first pair of pull ups from a from a convenience store. What was that like? 
oh my god that was amazing <laughs> it was like and like the reason it was so good was because there was a probably a build-up of maybe a year where i think i was just padding my own briefs with like anything i could find <laughs> like, i've been there <laughs> you actually you got to become like, resourceful right with what you have work with what you got exactly. <laughs> yeah literally the toilet paper goes a long way in a, in a pair of briefs <laughs> You just get creative. I mean, okay. So you you were probably living with your parents at that time, right? Yeah. Have yeah. you ever had any embarrassing moments with that? I hope not. But if so, I kind of want to hear about uh, them. <laughs> no, I don't think I have. Although I, or, or even now to this day, get a little bit worried looking back because I was not the um, the most careful with disposing of it all. I mean, no, I say that I was pretty careful, but I wasn't aware of the process of what happens after you put rubbish into the bin. Yeah. So the way it goes, the way, the way it went at my house was you, you put your rubbish into the black bin. And at the time I was like, okay, the bin men then pick up the black bin and take it away. They don't. My parent, my parents used to transfer what was it, what was in the black bin to the front of the driveway where the bin men then collect it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I still wonder whether they were thinking, why, why are they just randomly filled plastic bags amongst the massive black bags which are the general bin bags so i try i try not to think about that too much well if they did they didn't say anything thank goodness <laughs> yeah god so yeah there is that but i i think it's generally generally been quite subtle i mean i remember having on on a couple of couple of occasions them like walking into my room when i was padded under the covers sort of thing and I'd be like, I'm on the phone. Go away, mom. <laughs> oh my gosh. Little did they know. <laughs> little did they had no idea. Hopefully. <laughs> Thank goodness. I hear nightmare stories all the time. So it's nice to hear that you were able to, at least what we think, get away with it. <laughs> yeah. I've heard some, yeah, some dodgy stories. How Thank has God. being into ABDL kind of affected your personal relationships, like your romantic relationships? Um, to be honest, so I think. Being ABDL, it's something I've always like switched in and out of. So if I've been in a vanilla relationship at the time with, with somebody, my ABDL feelings just, they almost disappear. And I remember going through like probably month-long stages where I'd be dating somebody. Um, you know when you date someone in your teens, like 15, 16 sort of age and yeah, it was that sort of that sort of shorter relationship where that would all die down, and I'd almost be infatuated by the person that I was actually dating, and not so much the king side. The only time it, it ever really crossed into uh, one of those relationships and affected it was in sort of I'd say early ad, let's call it early adulthood when I when I was dating um, a, a girl and, and, and this partner. I think li- literally it was on the first date. I think I saw a Tumblr notification on her phone and like almost straight away. And she had this vibe almost straight away, sort of, she had a bit of a little vibe to her. Um, I picked up on it and we jumped into a lot of the kink stuff quite quickly, which was great. Like, I don't know if, if, if you've almost been, you kept that sort of thing to yourself for a while and then finally you've got somebody there to share it with. Yeah. Wait, was this all based on a Tumblr notification? This was all, so, I mean, (laughs) I, so the way I met this girl was actually I met her like on one of these dating apps that I think everybody in their early twenties has experienced right. at this point. 
yeah. <laughs> to have met her on one of these. And like you could just tell from the from the profile, she just had this very like cutesy vibe, right? To her, like you'd almost call it a bit of a kawaii vibe, yeah. like that sort of sort of thing. And then that's probably why I like immediately liked the look of her. Like alarm bells just rang. I was like, yes, see who this is. So on the first date, like I already had a, like a little bit of a hunch. Um, and then this Tumblr notification came through and I was like, oh, you, you've got Tumblr. She said, yeah. I went, oh, can I, can I have a look? And uh, she was like really sort of a bit shy about it. Oh, even better. <laughs> um, yeah. Which, which, I mean, gave a little bit more away. I mean, I don't know. So over, over in the UK, like, Tumblr is not really, it's not a huge thing from what I know, from like what I've experienced. Um, I, I don't know. It's a little bit bigger around the states and like everywhere else in the world, but I don't know a lot of people that have it. And generally, the people that I've noticed that that do have it have it for that sort of side. Right. At least I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I I can't actually remember if, if it was late that evening after we were like after the date. So we we actually went out for ice cream on this first date, and we had like a pretty nice first date. I'm going to well, but the. Back to the original question about how it um, probably affected, well, how it affected my relationships. Um, unfortunately, in this case, because I kept this sort of stuff to myself for so long, jumped into it too quickly without assessing the actual person that was on the date with me mm-hmm. over the table, which is a mistake you uh, probably quite a few of us have made, or can make and it's one of those where you make it only once but i mean it stemmed off into a relationship that lasted nearly a year but unfortunately we didn't quite match as people and we were more surviving on the kink almost yeah well when you you got to have both right exactly you do you it sounds quite sad but it's not sad we we were nice people and it was you know i like every relationship you have like really really nice moments anyway but um yeah like that was a big big part of things and i think we sort of jumped into it too quickly because as people we weren't very similar but we still sort of did a lot and i still this was the first person i really opened up to about the kink and even to this day i mean we don't really we don't talk we don't really talk anymore we know each other and whatnot but we're not really in contact but um she only knew of my my diddy's my my you know my daddy's side and not so much the little side. That's got to be way easier to share than your little side. Yeah, I probably should have said that one straight away. But yeah, <laughs> um, it was. It's so much easier to do to share that side. Like that's what I mean by I like. I picked up on that quite quickly and played off of that quite quickly. Um, but so yeah. During that first year, you never opened up about your little side at all. No, she still doesn't know. Did you ever feel like you were kind of repressing that side of yourself or was it still just so new and exciting to be able to get to explore your daddy side? So like, this is the thing. So being in a relationship, I usually find it just naturally suppresses my little side anyway. And being a switch, my daddy side generally takes over and it did do that. So I didn't really, I wasn't really feeling all that. It's funny though, because as soon as we broke up or Anytime there would be any sort of separation, that's when my little side would come out. Yeah. It just wants to make its way out. Yeah. I mean, aside from that time, it wouldn't really be noticeable. And I would just be like thriving and relishing in the daddy side of things. 
But yeah, as soon as we, like not long after we broke up, that was when I started my Instagram again because back when I was like in my teens, I had an Instagram then. And I wouldn't really recommend being on Instagram at that age, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but like, that's just the way it started back then. And uh, I left it all and deleted it all in one of my relationships and never came back to it. And then uh, after the end of this one, like my little side just smashed out of the wall. <laughs> you can only um, keep it inside so long, right? Until it just yeah. wants to come out and, you know, um, be expressed. So what was that like when you first told a girl about your little side? That was quite relieving, actually. Yeah. So it was actually a school friend who was, uh, we, we still we still sort of keep in touch, but um, this was someone that I'd established a, proper relationship with as a friend first which is i think the most important part so that's the mistake that's so easy to make when you first tell someone because you're excited because you feel oh i can tell this person and it'll be okay and all of a sudden things can become a little bit more about the kink and not about your relationship with the person so this second person that i actually told we were good friends and um she took it so casually you know she she actually thought it was quite cute. She said, we didn't really talk too much about it, to be honest. Like we, we used to maybe go out for a run or just have a chat every couple of days. And she was very involved. But we confided in each other. We would confide in each other about each other's relationships at the time. So we were really good friends. And yeah, that was just a massive weight off my chest, actually telling somebody. Because that was the first person I told. Since you were just friends, did that take the pressure off of it a little bit? Yeah, pretty massively, actually. There was there was very little pressure there. Was it kind of like practice for you a little bit? Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe without even thinking about it subconsciously, it was almost just practicing telling somebody. I want to hear how you did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was... <laughs> It was, we were talking about, um, we were talking about her, she was always quite open with me and I was always quite open with her about our relationships. You know, there's always somebody that you're quite open with. Um, so she was pretty aware of like my, my DD side. She hadn't seen it. You know, I hadn't given her all the, all the details, but, um, she knew and she also had a daddy at the, well, I say a daddy. They, they were again, a regular vanilla relationship with a few little kinks. Right. So we knew we knew the ins and outs. Anyway, and the way that I told her was, I said, oh, so you know this whole DDLG um, little dynamic? She said, yeah. I said, well, I've always wanted to flip it around. And I said, well, I've, like, since, since so-and-so, you know, something's happened, I've just been enjoying my own company and trying things out the other way. And how'd she um, respond? I think she just said it was pretty cool, to be honest. Like it was, it was a really casual response from her. There were questions asked, and I pretty much just explained. Oh well, to be honest, I've I've been into diapers from a long age and from a young age, and um, yeah, bought myself a pair. I never, t you know, I never gave her the details about how I was every everything that I was into from that young age. But yeah, and then um, I mean, she never, she never seen me in little space but she's just aware of it 
I think she even she even teased me a little bit about it. That's cute. Was quite, it was quite funny at the time. Like I'd, I'd even go like, like when she was away, so she went off and travelled for a little bit, um, and we were just talking over social media. But like she just every now and then in the middle of a normal conversation, she'd be like, "Oh, don't pee your pants," or something like that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I have friends who know too, like girlfriends of mine. And, you know, they know I have a podcast, but just like very vague, some of them. <laughs> and then like, I have girlfriends who know like everything. They know like I talk about diapers and stuff like that. <laughs> so they'll ask me for like kink advice and stuff. And I'll just be like, oh, like giving them like vanilla advice, like, oh, tie him up, like blindfold him, you know. And then my girlfriend will just look at me. She's like, and then put him in a diaper. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you can do that if you want. <laughs> I find it funny how you say I'm giving them vanilla advice. Oh, tie them up. Yeah, because that's, that, that's just typical vanilla, yeah. <laughs> to me, I'm, my perception is very skewed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's quite a common thing. I feel like, depend. I don't know, can you can you say this is an extreme kink or is it just a normal kink? Can you, can you like, gauge them like that? <sighs> I feel like most people, even though this is such a cute, soft delicate kink at times like for most people i think they would definitely go on extreme yeah <laughs> but yeah. Uh, i don't know i don't know it's so hard to tell when when you're in it like and you're into it like i honestly sometimes i'm like how are more people not into this i, lo- I just love it so much you know, know. Even, even the little things it's probably like the most um it's probably got like the widest spectrum of all the sort of kinks i could probably think of yeah yeah like, even the little things, say say you're with someone, you, you know, you're with your partner and your partner calls you daddy or mummy and, you know, while you're doing that, you know, air quote, vanilla thing, <laughs> even that's not entirely vanilla and that's like the light end of the spectrum. Yeah, it's hot. It's all hot. <laughs> Absolutely. So there you have it, guys. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. And if you like what you hear, be sure to stay tuned next week for part two. See you then.